Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. I'm Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the amazing world of cinema. Lots to get to today. Later on in the show, we're going to go through Ivan Reitman's career, who died uh, relatively young, 75 years old, kind of surprisingly, uh, earlier in the week. And you might be surprised at how many comedy classics he has been involved, he had been involved with. And Chuck and I will go through his career. Um, that's really, really underrated as far as the director goes. Uh, we've got some movie news mixed in there as well, including a new Tom Hanks Elvis trailer and uh, a whole heck of a lot more. Chuck Curry, Curry, let's bring him in now. Chuck, we're almost through February, the dog days of February. And, uh, you know, it's still cold. I don't know if it's cold by you, but it's cold here. No, it's cold today. Yeah. Um, you know, it is a little bit cold at the box office too. Past weekend, number one was Death on the Nile, a movie that they they postponed a few times finally opened you know I, I think theater owners and, and the studio expect a little bit more than 12.8 million in its opening frame and then you had marry me which went theatrical and also a day-to-day with um peacock pulled in eight million dollars at the box office i, I tell you I, I know i hate to beat the same sort of horse on a daily or weekly basis but i was in the theater i'm involved in pocono cinema in, in east strasburg and i and nobody it was before showtime and we're getting sparse crowds in, in February. And I looked at a movie poster and I had this weird vision that came over me. And I say this in all seriousness. I said, it was almost like a science fiction movie. I said to myself, are people going to say to themselves, looking at a movie, movie poster, there was a time and a place in our history when people actually went to a movie theater and watch movies. I, I swear, I real, I had that sort of vision in my head because I still think there's a serious issue in the industry. If you remove Spider-Man No Way Home from the equation and you look at movies like Death on the Nile, uh, it's just not doing enough business to justify their production costs theatrically. No. And uh, you bring up a lost art of movie theaters and what it was like to go to movies in the 70s. Especially. I guess that's my question. Is it is it a lost art? I think one of the things and one of the early memories of I had as a kid growing up was going to the theaters and the first time you heard of a new movie might have been a movie poster that you see of something coming soon before you even see the preview. I yes. remember seeing posters well, it, of the standees too, the big standees, the big standees like Airport 75. The standee was in theaters for Towering Inferno. And I remember seeing it like it how excited you got. Right. Yeah. I mean, and uh Though that art is totally lost. Oh now. my God. I mean, you, I mean, movie posters are, are made. That was a giant head. Fact. The giant um, head of the star. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, you're right. It, and, and I doubt this weekend's going to change anything. I and mean, they made, and they probably should have made Tom Holland wear the Spider Man suit in Uncharted. Maybe people would go see it. I don't know. Nah, think... it's, it's, it's track. It's doing, it's going to do like 70 million, I hear. It's, oh, that's, that's not good. bad. That's good. No, it's good domestically. And it's already opened uh, last week overseas abroad and it's doing pretty well, which, which proves the theory. If you produce a, you know, big popcorn movie, uh, and there's a few and far in between, you know, the people who are motivated to go to the movie theaters to see action or oriented, um, you know, product. These movies are going to do OK. The question is, like we say, you know, ad nauseum is, is there enough of this type product 
in between. Right. You need the death and the Nile. You need you need the marry me. I mean, Valentine's Day weekend, you know, a movie like marry me, you know, six, seven years ago, probably would do 20, 25 million easily yeah. on its opening weekend. Yeah. I know it's day to day. I got a chance to see it. I, I don't I know you 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 gave it a yeah. middle in reaction to me. Sort of the same. It's sort of like a, a carbon copy of Notting Hill w- without yes. as good a script. Having said that, I did think uh, Jennifer Lopez was very appealing and Owen Wilson is always good. Did I buy their coming together at the end? Not really. And it needed another rewrite or two. They needed more of a connection, I think, between Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson's daughter yeah. character I, in the I movie think, to, to make it a little bit more real. But as much as, I, we I like him, to, as much as we like him, too, I think he's probably miscast in this film. I mean, it's just he. They don't let him really be much, and he can't really ever buy them getting back. She falls. She basically falling for the really super sweet, nice guy without yeah. much of an edge, right? right. And he has no—he's just playing. Uh, he's you know, He's not a, even. A, always- he's play, He's playing a, a a a perfect human being in right. the movie. Yeah, right? he's not even playing Owen Wilson, which is what he normally does in movies. He's not even being that goofy guy that he normally yeah. is. He's. But really I have straight. spoke to a, about six or seven people that have watched it. And, and they all liked it. I mean, they all liked it. They fluff. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's yeah. light. It's not. It goes down easy. That's for sure. It definitely. Yeah, does. it does. Any any hope for dog and Channing Tatum? I, I it's 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 uh, it's it's not uh, it's not doing anywhere near uncharted. But um, it's interesting because we haven't seen Channing Tatum in a few years in movies. Now all of a sudden, he has two movies. This and he has uh, the movie with. Uh, Sandra Bullock yep. coming out this summer and, and then Super he just Bowl signed on for too. another big he just signed on for another big movie so uh, he, he's coming back in a big way uh, he got that Super Bowl commercial in that too with him and Sandra Bullock and a, a few yeah. other uh, movies that I, I when I watch that trailer I still say to myself like what's Brad Pitt doing in that movie I don't know but it's right? cer- it's certainly romancing the stone all over again oh I mean, yeah trying to capture that uh, mm-hmm. but it, I mean it's it's good stunt casting if it, if it works yeah. Um, um, and and there are a couple, you know, talk about the Super Bowl real quick. And and used to be you get a movie premiere on a Super Bowl. There wasn't really outside of Jurassic World right before kickoff. I mean, there really wasn't any big surprises as far as movie. Well, the trailers. doctor, the doctor strange uh, into the multiverse of, of right. madness. The big surprise in that is you saw you didn't really see, but you heard it. Uh, the appearance by Patrick Stewart's Professor X, meaning. Yeah. Marvel is now taking over the rights from 20th Century Fox to X-Men and they can merge X-Men into the Marvel Avengers universe, right. which, again, you know, uh, injects a lot of really cool possibilities if, if you like this sort of thing. And I'm sure all new casting, too, for all the X-Men, I would imagine at some point. Well, it'd be Patrick younger. Stewart. If I mean, they're going to keep him. But yeah. I, I mean, that cast is getting uh, long in the tooth, to say the least, right? Yes. And Logan should be the way it should. All of them should have ended with that one there. But um, they they keep making X-Men movies just to to the chagrin of me. I I don't I'm not really that into those movies. Chuck, let's talk about another preview uh, that was released this week, and that was for Elvis. Um, Tom, really, it's real more about Tom Hanks's character, Colonel Parker, than anything else. But really a lot more Elvis than I was. I, 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 I was surprised, Chuck, that it. It really, you know, it looks like the. You want to hear my reaction be first? Be- want to hear my reaction first before yours? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I watched a trailer. It's a long trailer. It's like it three is. minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like I watched it and I had to digest it. My first reaction is I don't know if Baz Lehrman's the right director for this material. Right. That was my first reaction. It, it my second reaction. 
<laughs> my second react, well, he did the great Gatsby, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like hollow and overproduced, right? Yeah. But uh, he did Moulin Rouge. He, he got a lot of acclaim. He did Australia, Baz Luhrmann with Nicole too. Kidman and, yeah. and Hugh Jackman. It's sort of a mixed bag. I, I do like it, but it's it's far from perfect. Um, my big reaction was, my God, Tom Hanks, all those prosthetics. Yeah. That's the most unappealing I've ever seen him look on screen. Yeah, he's almost unrecognizable. If you didn't know it was him, you might And, and very unappealing. Him. Like, his yeah. look. I'm just saying yeah. his look. And the unknown, what's his name? Austin. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't okay, remember. Okay, he plays Elvis. Uh, I have to see the, it's not fair to judge the trailer. No, Having said trailer. that, a lot to be desired, I think, in this well, trailer. The, what a trailer's supposed to do is, does it get your juices going to go see it? And I don't think I'd it see does. I'd see it. I'll I didn't get my juices going, it, but I'd see it. Yeah. Um, it was different than what I expected. That's what I'm saying. Right. I think what they're doing is they're taking the you Elvis obviously is a good tour guide through through the history he lived through. Right. Yes. I think that's what this film's sort of going to go for. You know, it'll deal with it'll probably deal with the uh, it'll it'll deal with race, uh, racism. It'll deal with a lot of different subjects at the time through the eyes of a young Elvis Presley. I do look forward to the film. I just think the trailer was um, was just something a little bit different than I expected. I did not expect Tom Hanks and all those prosthetics. I did not. And I don't expect a 25 year old seeing that trailer and, and really caring much. Maybe um, not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but and again, it's a subject that's been we've seen it all before. So I, I just wonder what kind of new spin they can take on it to give us some new information there. I did see the some footage, Chuck, get moving, morphing into some movie news, some footage of uh, Timothy Chalamet as Wonka on set. Oh, yeah, what, I didn't see that. What do you think? I mean, it, it's a carbon copy of, I mean, he's wearing almost the same outfit Gene Wilder wore. Um, I know he's, it's an origin story, so it's a little weird. Here, that he here, here's that the kind problem. Of- here's the problem for me with this project. And I, I don't want to be a naysayer. I just, I don't understand why you would need to tell an origin story because origin stories for characters like that, the whole idea is the, the unknown is what yeah. keeps it fascinating, yeah. right? The mystery behind them, right. And the right. truth of the matter is there is no actor alive, past, present, or future, that will ever ever, ever equal the magic captured by Gene Wilder. I believe that. You I don't think you so. can do better. No, I don't think, he I think was born to play that character, right? Yep. And, it, um, and, he, and it was done in the exact right time, 1971. It just it felt perfect. Right. Well, one it's a perfect sure. small film. It is. One thing it is. Sure. Johnny and Depp didn't do it. That's for sure. No. That, that well, was the, the creative choices by Depp and Burton in that film yeah. were just. I mean, I could talk about that for hours. I didn't like. I didn't it like does, the creative um, choices. The new. The new movie does have a good cast. Keegan Michael Key's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Coleman's in it. It does have a good cast. We'll see what they do with. It. I wonder. If I hope they just don't it. bog it down in a yeah. ridiculous origin story. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to know how he discovered the like what Burton did with those flashbacks. I don't need to no. know how Wonka discovers the Oompa Loompas. I don't. I don't no. care. No, well, uh, Chuck. I don't care. Exciting news for Star Trek fans, though. J.J. Abrams yeah. is back for a fourth film, and the whole cast is. I was a little surprised. Well, J.J. Well, Abrams, who who directed, is going to produce, and then they got a director. They got a director. Yeah, Matt Shankman, who did one, who does the Wandavision movies. Uh, yes, so, yes, so. they got him. So this project appears to be in place. Filming, I guess, before year's end. I was surprised that they got Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto back. Listen, 
I, I think I, I like those three films and I, I yeah. love the care. I love the casting. I, I, you know, it's not easy to do. And they got good actors to play these parts. Well, yeah. Simon Pegg is Scott. He's really good. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Anton Yelchin yeah. won't be in it. Uh, yeah. You know, he's not around anymore, but I wonder if they'll recast or they'll make some sort of, or they'll pay homage to him as an actor. And I don't know how to do know. this. That's a good, that's a good question. I did love the second one too. when they made Spock in action. Yeah. Movie. I love I mean, that, that too. Was, that, that was a really done really yeah, well. I yeah. I don't think those movies have been embraced. I don't think so. Properly though. Huh? I think the first one had was, and then after that, it was just like it pleased those fans. And I don't know yeah. if anybody's, you know. Well, listen, the Star the Star Trek franchise as a whole has always had issues expanding to Star Wars expansion. Yeah. It's never gotten to that level. I mean, some of them have been revered, loved, but in general. I, no doubt about it. One movie that is like that, and we talked a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago is a Christmas story and word is check this out. They got Farkas flick Schwartz and his brother to all come yeah, back. I saw that um, to reprise their role. I like that. Really cool. Uh, I love it too. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's still Julie Haggerty is the mom and Darren McGavin is no longer with us, but yeah, uh, I'm just interested to see how, uh, what kind of angle they take a Christmas story. Christmas um, is going to really have the, the main characters. If you uh, he's going to be it, good kids. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and it's I'm, just and, and again, it's just another ex- an example of 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 the fun things that they're doing with streaming, right? They take they, we said last week, unlikely that they were going to spend this money production value theatrically, but they could they could roll the dice here right? because it's a it's a win it's a win win. It wins for the fans and it gets people to subscribe or retain to the streaming service. Um, it is pure fan well, service, but it's good fan service. I like well, it. One of the dangers in that is you get a Wonder Twins movie on HBO yes. Max. Thoughts? Well, here's a here's a deal. Uh, as we speak, they're currently in production on the Batgirl movie at HBO Max. HBO Max, not no. I I believe this is straight to HBO Max, right? Yes. Michael Keaton's going to appear as Batman in this Batgirl movie. Then they had just announced that the director of Black Adam, which is a DC movie that uh, Dwayne Johnson's going to star in, superhero, anti-hero in the DC world. So he's going to direct a Wonder Twins movie. Now, what was the cartoon? Super Friends, right? Super was it Super Friends? Friends? Okay. Yep. When I was a kid, it was Super Friends. Loved it was it. a lot of fun. Loved and, it. and you know, uh, Wonder, to Wonder Twins activate, right? What Wonder was Twins it? power activate. Yeah. And so they have a pet monkey. Yep. They have a pet monkey who's a, a, a crime fighter too, right? Now, yep. people always sort of made fun of those, those characters. And I always said, you know, if they go Wonder, Wonder Twins live action, uh, you know, they scrape in the bottom of the barrel of superhero movies. But I, I, I guess they feel there's a cult status here. Yeah. Well, I but mean, again, uh, HBO Max, it seems it, like they're, they're getting the money that the theatrical division would, would have gotten. Well, and it does allow the perfect format for a movie like that to be it made. It does. No, that's not going to be a theatrical. Well, release. Batgirl, I would watch theatrically. You would probably, yeah, probably. All right, uh, Chuck, what else you got? I, I got one idea that bounced in my head. It's for a Star Trek movie with this cast. How about them rolling the dice and paying the big money to get a guy like Robert Downey Jr. to play a villain, right? That would, don't you think that would take it to an, another level? I, I would do that. I would consider that. I was thinking, picturing in my head, Javier Bardem as uh, He'd be a good villain. But Khan. if you got, if you got, it, it'd be good. Yeah. But if you got Robert Downey Jr., I think you could take it to a, and with, listen, with streaming and overseas, He's worth the price tag. Not, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, you have any uh, this date and movie I, history? I, I got two of them. This, this, 
this week in uh, in film history, um, the Warriors opened. Wow. In, in, in theaters, I, I I don't have the the year in front of me. What what was that? Nineteen? Uh, I think it's seventy eight or maybe a little after that. Warriors. Was it seventy nine? Yes, seventy nine. James okay. Lamar, Michael Beck. Yes, that had a that movie. I remember on the first streaming last stream, you know, like like Antenna Network WHT. I didn't see it theatrically, but I do remember the controversy when I was a little kid. A lot of controversy yeah. with gangs going into theaters. It had a huge cult following. Really good movie, but I tell you, Walter Hill directed it. Mm-hmm. Michael Beck was really good in that lead. Uh, it, it was uh, Warriors come out and play, right? David Patrick it, Kelly, it, it, yeah. David it was very, ed- it was very edgy. Yeah, and I re- I recently we watched maybe about four or five months ago. Rewatched it and it holds up to right down to the ending with the Jill Walsh and the city song and they're walking on the beach. It's a real yeah. good flick. They're gonna remake that. I, I was just gonna say, I'm I'm surprised that I think they're gonna remake it. Yeah. I mean, uh, did it, we talk about the Oscar hosts? No, we didn't. Let's bring that up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, for the first time in 35 years, they announced that the Oscars are going to have three hosts. I think 35 years ago was Chevy Chase, Goldie Horn, and I don't recall a third. Um, it was that good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I, I'm just I'm reading a stat that popped on my head, but I don't have the notes in front of me. So this is the first time in 35 years, going to have three hosts. Regina, Regina, Regina Hall. Regina Hill, Regina King, Regina King, huh? Regina no. King or Hill? No, Hill, Regina Hill. <laughs> well, she hosted it last year, didn't you? Or the two? I no. she, she Amy she Schumer. Introduced the, she started the show. That's what it was. Okay, Amy Schumer. Right. And Wanda Sykes. Funny, funny. I mean, I mean, I like it. I mean, yeah. you could argue it's woke, right? Yeah, it's very but woke. But I, I, listen, I, 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 I'm not complaining. Um, well, and I'm glad they have hosts. Edgy, Amy Schumer's edgy enough too that she there, there might she be some feels passe a little bit like yesterday's news. Like they she all had a do, rise in a, and I know. Well, I listen. Wanda Sykes is always funny. I always enjoyed her. Yeah, yeah. Even in a movie, even in a movie like uh, Evan Almighty, she yeah. like makes me laugh. You know, she's got tremendous presence. That's why he's I mean. got good timing too. Yep, yep. and yep. and she's willing to say anything. Uh, but cuff. will anybody? But you see that lineup. Nobody's going to watch it now. It's not like you see those three and you're like, well, I gotta watch it now. Nobody. No, no, not no. That. But I am glad they have hosts. I think Oscarless hosts is stupid. How? And and you know. But they did. The they did. According to the trades, Variety and Hollywood Reporter, they did ask Dwayne Johnson. They did ask him. He turned it down. Then they went to Steve Martin and Martin Short. They said they had a comedy circuit. They turned it down. They wanted Pete Davidson involved in some format. He wasn't comfortable with Miley Cyrus on New Year's Eve. He said that he didn't want to do it. Yeah, Um, that would have been a disaster. That would have been that would have been uh, James Franco ish. And and Anne Hathaway, that would that would have been a bad idea. Yeah, I, I don't. I think for the industry, that would have been a bad no, idea. That's not where the direction they want to go. And bottom line is, they should have nominated Spider Man. Just you got ten nominees. Just yeah. I I, I listen. It. I I get it. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I got one other thing that's interesting before we move on. This week, this week in entertainment history, right, February twenty first, nineteen forty one, Jimmy Stewart, the great Jimmy Stewart enlisted in the United States Army. And then five years later, he's on a movie screen and it's a wonderful life. He fought in World War II, right? He was the first, uh, from what I read, the first American actor to wear a uniform and serve in World War II. That's pretty damn impressive history, no? Yeah, that's impressive. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, it's incredible. You know, you talk about like the Ted Williams and them losing years in baseball. Can you imagine our culture, anything like that? No. 
No. Could I mean, you... with Pat, Pat Tillman does an awesome thing, right? I mean, he was a, yeah, a football yeah. player for the, for the Arizona Cardinals, right? Awesome. Could, I could wound you up see dying. Timothy Chamelay saying, I'm, I'm not going to make any more movies. I'm going to go fight if, if in Afghanistan. No. What did he I'm, say? I said, could you see Timothy Chamelay saying, I'm, I'm going to go no. to Afghanistan? And, and, no, and, no and, knock on him. But no, I no, see nobody, nobody doing would. anything like that. Nobody I mean, would. listen, the culture, the, I mean, you know, people used to build bombs, you know, the citizens used to build bombs, right? Yep. Yep. Right. We used to they used to they used to collect scrap metal to build bombs. Right. Yep. I, I, I the, you know, we live in such we're a selfish, yeah, selfish, materialistic culture. We've, we're so far removed from what I just stated about Jimmy Stewart yep. in 1941 that, that it's 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 it's, uh, it's frightening, actually. All right. Hold on one second. I got to plug my laptop in. Hold on one second. All right, Chuck, let's uh, before we get to Ivan Reitman and his wonderful career, let's do Fast Five. Um, I name five actors or directors or actresses, and you tell me the first movie role that comes to mind. I'm going to morph two together, Chuck, because they both had they were has birthdays over the weekend. John Hughes and Molly Ringwald. If you pick John Hughes's best movie and Molly Ringwald's best movie, do they line up? Maybe Pretty in Pink. Maybe well, I like I like her a lot in Pretty in Pink. I think that's her best. Now he didn't role. direct that one though, so I mean, uh, right? Uh, he did direct uh, her uh, in the Breakfast Club and Sixteen yeah. Candles. I actually think overall Sixteen Candles might be his best movie from front to back. Just as you know, but- I'm thinking about. I tell you, I'm thinking about this summer doing a, a few festivals at the theater, right? I, and and my, the the one in my head, I I, I think a John Hughes film festival. I think like four, four four of his best movies. I think I think you think right. that would attract people. Yeah, you got Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I mean, you could Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a classic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're. I mean, plus Ferris the movies Bueller, he wrote. Yeah. He he wrote. Yeah, I know. Tons of them too. Um, yeah. Pretty Pink and the like. I think you could get away with that. Yeah. Um, for sure. I like my I like the stand my, when Molly Ringwald was in the ABC miniseries the stand. I, I thought that was interesting casting, actually. Yep, yeah. He played uh, uh, Gar, uh, Gary Sinise's uh, wife, right? Yep. Yep. Very much so. She She's very good in that. And uh, she had an underrated career, actually. She's in that new. I, I just think the way that role was written in, in Pretty in Pink, her character, it just felt very real. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people connected with it. There's no doubt yes. about it. How about uh, one of our favorites, George Kennedy, who uh, would have been 97 years old this weekend. He died in 2016. I'm going to tell you the one thing that I think of when I think of George. Well, Cool Hand Luke, he's great, right? Uh, when I think of George Kennedy, I think of Earthquake when Charlton Heston said when, it, when, when nobody wanted to dig underground at the end into Wilson Plaza, he says, I'm not going alone. This he's going, going with me. And George Kennedy gives that like sideways smirk. Yeah. To yep. him, like he shakes and his he head nods. up and down. Yeah, that, that's yeah. George Kennedy for me. That in the scene when he when he blows away the uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Marjo <laughs> Gordner. Yeah, that's a great scene. And, he, and his toupee oh. comes off. Her. That's creepy, actually. <laughs> yeah. That movie's take- dark. That scene. I love that. I love that scene when Heston takes his Jeep and, and he does like the UT. He says, you park here. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he and he pulls and then he winds up pulling his gun out and he shoot and he shoots him. Saving a Victoria Principal's character. That scene is dark. Like this yeah. darkness in Earthquake. We've we talked about this before. And he's great as Joe Petroni, too. Let's not. Yeah. Forget. Even the, when you go back to the original airport. Yeah. He's, he's really, really good. good. 
I always wonder what their relationship was like at Charlton Heston and George. Yeah, they had to be friends. You'd think so. I mean, they starred in so many big movies together. You'd think so. But their egos might have gotten away. Who knows? Uh, How about Jeff Daniels, Chuck, who is uh, 67 years old this weekend? Can't believe he's pushing 70. Well, newsroom, right? Uh, the TV show, yeah, I think of acting. Yeah, but uh, he he he's he's a tremendous actor. He's one of the more underrated American actors there is. He, he, he never won an Oscar, right? Nope, he's never been nominated either. Uh, he's he, one of the best actors to ever not been nominated for an Oscar. I would I would kind of agree with you. He's he's gotten nominated for primetime Emmys for the newsroom, um, but even in a you know he like, he was uh, he was the original choice for Doctor Alan Grant, I believe, yeah. in Jurassic Park. He would have been good. He would have been good. Different though. But even you go back all the way to Terms of Endearment, he plays the husband and he's such yeah. a he's such a like not want to say loser, but he's just like he's such a blah, you know, and he, and it's perfect in that role. Um, and I liked him a lot in Arachnophobia and Speed and even in the bigger budget movies he would get. Um, yeah, good, no, he's good always time. good. Um, and if you've never seen Gettysburg, he may play the best role in that movie as a Colonel Chamberlain in them. If you've never seen that, he's really good in it. Here's a guy I still not cannot believe how old he is. Um. He's only 58. Matt Dillon, Chuck, is 58. It seems like uh, he's, he's still young this guy forever. And he never yeah, gets he's old. been around a long time. What do you think of? I always remember him in uh, as the bully in, in my bodyguard. Yeah. I know that pops in my head. That's a nasty movie. When it you is. watch that movie, yeah, that, good, that, that, that you feel hard. Like it's not easy to watch that movie. No, but he's also But it's a good movie. He's also very good in There's Something About Mary, showing a lot lighter side to him. He's very funny in that movie. Yeah, and then he and was he, in Crash, right? He got the nominee. He got nominated for Crash. And I, I actually yeah. thought that was his, one of his best. I mean, and then you go time. back to the 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 early the uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh the, the, yeah, the outsiders. He plays Dallas. Yeah, in that, and then yeah. what what was uh, the the uh, yeah. Rumblefish, he's in Rumblefish. Yeah, he's he's you know he's been around a long, long time. And a small movie that was pretty good is the Flamingo Kid. That was a uh, that was an yeah. old uh, what's his name did that one? Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Oh, yeah. That was uh, J- Janet Jones, right? Janet Jones. That's right. And uh, what's his Rain name? Rain light wife. Uh, Rob, uh, Richard Crenna was and, the kind and of Nicholas the... Sheridan too. Yep, the good good flick. Good flick. Yeah, it was, and it was and it was a but, hit too. Yep. Last but not least, uh, yeah. we've probably done a show on him, John Travolta is uh, 68 years old, a far cry from the three previous careers he's had. He really, he's kind of stuck in a, in a rut here of doing straight to video kind of stuff. Chuck, he has, but, but his legacy's set in terms of pop culture. I mean, listen, you go back uh, real quick, uh, he, you know, became a big name and very popular on the TV show, Welcome Back Cotter, the ABC mm-hmm. sitcom. And then he got Saturday Night Fever, which is a massive hit, one of, one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. That movie was hard R, was so popular, they recut it to PG and kids came flocking to see it. Uh, Grease a year later. I mean, that, that right there, that I mean, run right there is iconic, right? Yeah. And I, I love his turn. And we talked about in Brian De Palma's blowout. It feels yeah. like he, he doesn't feel like a movie star. He just feels like an actor might be his best performance. That is a tremendously terrific movie. Um, and then he, uh, then know, he made a had mini the ups comeback. And, had the ups and flows. And he then he came back. back with look who's talking, right? Yeah. He came that back with look who's talking. Nobody's going to say this and, and you know, uh, 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 you know, we have to be a thespian to do that movie, no. but it was a big hit. It was a big hit. Yeah. And, and then the obviously sequels. Quentin Tarantino revived him in Pulp Fiction. And then he got a lot of big paychecks. Listen, I'd argue face off is a perfect movie. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, great he's, movie. He's great John Woo's face off. Great movie. Broken Arrow's fun. 
I plays think- a villain. And then he started doing villains and, you know, he turns up in, like uh, either remake of Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3, yeah, which yeah. I like him and Denzel, but it's not as good as the original, but it is good. And he just started to churn out villains. And then he took money to do that Punisher, the Punisher movie. Yeah. He's over the top. But uh, now he's he's doing schlock. Yeah, he's doing schlock. I, t- to me, the one signature role out of all of them is Chili yeah. Palmer in in and get. Shorty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's so good in that movie. He's so relaxed. It's like right in his wheelhouse. He barely had to do anything, and it was perfect in mm-hmm. a great, great. That's great. A ten out of ten movie too. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Chuck. The surprising thing to me is when I look back at Ivan Reitman's career is how many close to ten out of ten movies he actually made, and a lot of people be surprised when we go back and look at his career. Not only just the the schlocky comedy movies that he added a touch of class to, but later in his career, he made some solid uh, fare as well. Chuck, let's go all the way back to 1979 when he teams up with with uh, Bill Murray for the first time. And to me, this is a comedy classic. And that's Meatballs, a Canadian film that these two. Uh, he did, I didn't realize he directed that. He directed that. And wow. Bill Murray starred in it. This movie is it. it I'll, I'll put it down. This is my sister's favorite movie. Of all time. Really? Yes, she loves me. You know, here's what's interesting about me, Bulls. This is a film, right? It was a Canadian production. Small Canada, film, Canada yep. money, right? Yep. Okay. It's a very small movie. I mean, I don't know what they expected, but it Probably wound up much. It, it wound up getting traction, right? People enjoyed it. I mean, nobody's gonna say it, it's an amazing script or you know, it, it's 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 the second coming of uh, you know, a, the greatest comedies of all time, but it's a simple simplistic enjoyable comedy with a performer in bill murray that had a rare connection to his audience right yep. and uh and, and it wound wound up doing very well it made and 70 it million bill murray. dollars chuck it made 70 million holy smoke and, and it, 17 million in its first 17 days that's how surprising this that is was. surprising look, look they don't cast him that doesn't happen but still. chris make pace was really likable huh there, and he's in my bodyguard you know what helps this movie set it apart it's got heart there's a lot of heart in this oh he's got a ton it's, of heart a ton of heart it's got a little rocky ending at the end too yeah it, 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 there's a lot of good stuff and a good supporting cast of young you know uh actors and actors and chris make pace plays really well off bill murray very much the so kid, very really much. well very much. Yeah. Then two years later, they team up again for a bigger hit with a little more expectations. And Stripes, Chuck Stripes is an hysterical movie. And it's very edgy. Very edgy. Oh, it's and, very edgy. And and you talk about loser characters. I mean, his character in that movie is a loser and he turns it around and it, it you'd start to see the signature speech at the end of Meatballs and then Stripes. He's got a good one, too. But I just think that Ivan Reitman added a little touch of, look, this is not Animal House. We're not doing goofy, stupid stuff. There's some serious stuff to this movie as, as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, I agree. And, it, and they play off each other perfectly as uh, as a as a duo of. You know, I got to tell you, when like when we when you were doing this and like in my mind's eye to reminisce about a time and a place. It's just so different now, like yeah. movies like this. Again, you discovered like we brought this up last week's show, right? You discover you discover this. You enjoy the heck out of this stuff and it builds a reputation. And then, you know, when you go to the video store and you see the box on the shelf, I don't there's, there's a special feeling about it that I don't have anymore. And and the magic of getting Hal Ramos to write it. And just think about Ivan Reitman knowing how to cast the movie, too. We he get did. Warren, you get Warren no, Oates, John Candy. I mean, yeah. the likes of the in, in this film. Very, very keen eye for that. That movie made 
$85 million on a wow. $10 million budget. That's a ton so, of money back then. Well, and then it goes through the roof three years later. Everybody back together again for Ghostbusters, Chuck, which really probably put all three of them on the map as players. Who and wrote Ghostbusters? Uh, that would be uh, Dan Aykroyd, right? Dan Aykroyd and, uh, and Harold Ramis. And, yeah. and it's just uh, incredible. incredible. That's, a high, that's a high concept, you know, obviously idea that came together with the right people. I mean, I know originally, they, you know, before his death, John Bellucci, uh, John Candy, you know, he talked about those being Ghostbusters. I'm sure Bellucci would have been. But, uh, you know, huge hit. Unbelievable hit. I mean, but yeah. the biggest hit at 84. And, 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 and a franchise. A built a franchise. Yeah. Um, it's, it, this first movie without Bill Murray that really gains a, a, any significance, Chuck, I'm actually a fan of, and it's probably a lesser seen Robert Redford movie. It's a goofy light comedy uh, uh, legal movie called Legal Eagles. Yeah. Where Robert Redford and Deborah Winger kind of play. Uh, Deborah you know, Winger was a big name back in the day. Yeah, but they were love interests. Daryl Hannah. Uh, it's got a, a weird story about art uh, embezzling and all that stuff, but I actually like this movie a lot, Chuck. He okay. actually co-wrote it as well. <clears throat> it works totally on the fact that you cast Robert Redford and you got his charm in the movie. I don't remember it that well. Uh, I mean, I do remember it when it came out. I just I have not seen it in decades. Well, you got the high concept Ghostbusters in 84. How, no higher concept than matching up. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito as twin brothers. Twins comes out in 1988, Chuck. Huge hit. I mean, this this move this movie was just. I listen. I en- the, I enjoyed it, but it, you could argue is the concept bigger than the execution here. I would say that this movie is not as funny as people probably remember. Remember, probably today, right. It, it's um, funny. The poster's funny. The poster's funny. The, the introduction is funny. Yes, the, them dressing alike is funny. But, but does it have it? Does it have enough juice to right. maintain its whole entire running time? Well, the, and 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 the storyline's very weak. If I can read, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a drug line. Uh, and they keep talking about triplets, right? Yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy. And they keep <laughs> saying they're gonna do. I mean, come on, I don't think so. I think that we'll time has passed. Uh, also, a movie that kind of flop, but for me, it wasn't as good as the original. Ghostbusters Two came out in 1989. I liked it. I gotta be honest, I do like that movie. I I don't like it as much as you do. I like Rick Moranis a lot in it. Um, I yeah. just think a lot of the charm and the story was just it kind of wore on me a little bit because we didn't see anything really new. Maybe, um, but I still like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing great. Uh, my it daughter came out the I, same summer as Batman. That that yeah, it, that, that hurt it. Kiss of death. Last uh, Crusade was that summer too. In a- nineteen ninety, he'd hit big with uh, with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger again with some stunt casting. He plays a kindergarten cop. I love uh, that movie. It's a good movie. Chuck and I, Chuck, really my daughter good. and I just watched it. A, and that's edgy too. Ago. What's that? It's edgy. Yeah, you know it's funny. We were watching the movie. And my daughter kept saying to me, "Now this is a kids' movie." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, but you, and here's what I'm assuming what happened when they produced this movie. They're probably a little nervous of just making it pure comedy, so they injected it with some of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, a little bit edgier than PG thirteen. PG, whatever at the time. What year did yeah, that come out? The 1990 PG 13. Yes, yeah, a PG 13 yeah. movie. So it, yeah. it, it, it's sort of like I know some parents were like, oh, like, yeah, oh, it's cow. a little off-put. I mean, legend. You, you deal with uh, with uh, spousal abuse. Oh, uh, Linda Hunt's. Yeah, I, I like the movie a lot, though. Yeah, it's funny. It's got some really big laughs in it, too, especially with the kids. Um, but it is dark. You got to be careful when you're watching it with young ones. Uh, you and I are huge fans of 1993's Dave, which stars Kevin. Klein oh, I love that movie, playing, man. Playing a lookalike. Talk president. about hot. 
talk about hard. To, he's first of all, Kevin Klein. That guy's awesome. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, he, Ivan Reitman and uh, him teaming up in that, and Gary Ross. Uh, he uh, he wrote it. Um, very funny. Gary Ross, by the way, is the guy who did Seabiscuit in a couple movies later on in his career directed. And it's just a perfect movie, Chuck, for adults, right? Just like American President. You don't take the kids to see this movie. It's got adult humor in it. Charles Grodin's very funny in it as well as he balances the budget as his accountant. Just some funny conceptual stunt. And remember when he's throwing out the first pitch at the Baltimore Orioles game? Yeah, and then you, when you watch the movie, and I, I like the, 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 uh, the, I like the, uh, relationship the way it plays out between Dave and Sigourney Weaver, yeah. you know, because it's not really her husband and it, it, it plays very well. And um, it's it sort of, when you watch it, you say to yourself, you sort of wish same as American president. You sort of wish the country would be yeah. the way that president envisions it. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately no it's it. not, which is a bummer. But he's great. That movie's a great movie. Also a I bit love of that a movie. bummer. It has some laughs, but not a really good talk about high concept. How about Arnold being pregnant, Chuck? Ivan Reitman directs Junior. What was the movie? I'm sorry. Is this mic not on? Hello? <laughs> Hello. Junior. Oh, Junior. Yeah, I thought I thought it was uh I thought it was that was concept and the execution just ah. It was concept over script, which is yeah, really, totally. It, it you know, and where and, to me that movie wore out as welcome pretty quickly. Yeah, and you can't find this movie anywhere. To be and your microphone played. does work. Somehow it made one hundred eight million dollars, though. I mean, well, it did. because you could sell concept, and Arnold but, was popular as hell at the time. You know, and back in the nineties, um, and Arnold did do comedy better than Stallone. He oh, not even close. He not just did. Close. Yeah, back in the nineties, Chuck, we would get the teaming of Billy Crystal and Robin Williams doing uh, a bunch of stuff on TV and showing up. They do that to charity yeah. for, yeah. for, you know, um, for yep. the homeless. Um, and they finally, they made a movie with both of these two in it. And you're thinking it can't, it can't miss these two stars. Ivan Reitman directing. It's gotta be a big hit. 1997's father's day was an absolute disaster. Did it make any money? No, it did not. And which is uh, really surprising. It really is. And it's, you know, both. And what guys, year is that? 97. Now, seven years removed from City Slickers. Chuck, $85 million budget. It made 35 at the box office. Holy smoke. That's a bomb. And that's yeah, a bad is. bomb. I don't know. I, know. I don't know. The if critics gone for that one. I don't know if either one of them ever really recovered in the comedy aspect uh, after that. It's like, but it for some reason, I mean, you watch it. It is another mess. There's really not much mm -hmm. to it. And you might argue with Ivan Reitman's worst movie that he directed. Um, it happens. Now. 1998, the very next year, you know, you think you're making a, a light action comedy movie with Harrison Ford. You, you, you cast a relative unknown in Anne Hayes, who's very appealing on screen and there's chemistry and everything's going to work out all right. And then weeks before the movie comes out, she reveals she's a lesbian. And in 98, the, the culture was a lot different than. It yeah, is right I think now, that hurt so. the movie. It hurt the movie. I, I, I find that movie to be a, a very enjoyable time killer. It That's is. what it is. It's, a, it is. it's an enjoyable day. Chemistry's fine. It's, it's it's entertaining. Their banter's good. I liked her. I thought she was good. I thought she was good in Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones also. Yeah, I uh, thought she was good too, and I thought she was good in this. I thought there was. Yeah, she had the, she she got involved with Ellen DeGeneres right at the time. Yeah, it was. I believe. Yeah, that's and, what uh, happened. That's yeah, what happened. and 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 um, it, it did middle. It it was it like I said, it's an enjoyable time killer. I think it did middle in box office. It made over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, okay. That's all him. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Um. 
he would direct Evolution, Chuck, in nineteen in two thousand and one. David Duchovny comedy, which yeah. really nobody saw, yeah, um, is a science fiction movie. Uh, not a very good one either. Um, then my super ex girlfriend, where he would recast a uh, Luke Wilson. Um, mm -hmm. Uma Thurman would play the. I mean, maybe this movie came out today it would make a little bit more money, but nobody went to see that, Chuck. And you're thinking, all right, maybe he's. You know, he just does no strings attached in 2011, which teams up Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher uh, about a just a sexual relationship, really not doing anything in the box office. And you're thinking maybe he's done. This is it. He's got one more great movie left in him, Chuck, and that's in 2014. And if you asked a thousand movie fans who directed Draft Day, nobody would be able to tell you Ivan Reitman did. But Ivan Reitman directed Draft Day, and I love that movie. Yes, yeah, good movie, which tells you you could juggle different type material. Yeah, and a different type of movie. If you're too, if right? you're a football fan, it's a fascinating movie. It's a fantastic movie if because they had a fan. lot of. They obviously did their homework, right? Yeah. They did their homework. People who were involved in the scripting. It was very honest. Yeah, Kevin Costner is good. Yeah, Kevin Costner is great, and it's got heart in that movie too. Um, it, look, that's his directorial uh, credits, but he'd also produce he produced beethoven movies he produced uh the space jam he produced yeah. private parts for howard stern he knew uh, the oh i love private parts well yeah. he, man, produced, that movie's uh, great. he produced old school and euro trip and road trip those movies too that uh that you know uh, you know especially He's, obviously um his bank account was pretty sizable no and he, and he obviously those saw are talent, big properties he saw town and todd phillips right he 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 bankrolled all those movies that he was making yeah. for him and then yep. you turn around, the best thing he produced, maybe his son, Jason Reitman, who at least made the homage to his, maybe his dad got to see the new Ghostbusters afterlife and his homage to Harold Ramis and, and his dad too. But Jason Reitman is a, is a real good uh, director. He did Juno. Yeah, he is Juno. Life. Yep, Juno. He, and uh, so at least we have his spawn to keep movies going along here, Chuck. Uh, but Ivan Reitman, extremely underrated Director, I don't, you know, I don't think he gets half the credit he deserves for the memories he's made for all of us in he movies. You get good applause at the uh, the the uh, the, oh, the Oscars this year in, they, they, yeah. in memoriam. Yeah, you would think so. He should it, be last. Of or all close of them, to it. Of all of them. Yeah. What movie would you say stands out the most? Is it Dave? Yeah, for me, it's Dave. For me, I just love Dave. Not yeah. with the general public, it's not. But I love Dave. To me, it might be Stripes or Meatballs. Okay. Those first two movies, I can't I just, argue. I just hysterical movies. He's got a certain sense of. For a lot of, of people, it'd be Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, it would. I again, you and I and twins. Too. I mean, I like Ghostbusters. I just, you know, that year, I just, I, I liked Temple of Doom better. I liked yeah. Karate Kid, yeah. Gremlins, and, and then I would say, uh, you know, Draft Day might be one of his best movies. Yeah, and he did that last. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Well, Chuck, that's Ivan Reitman's career. He's definitely going to be missed and 75 is way too young. We'll do this all over again next week. And we um, will almost be on, uh, in March, right? When we do this again. So it will almost be there and maybe baseball will work things out. We'll have something to look forward to. Let's week. hope. So, Mike, always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
podcast by Federated Media.